Hello and welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to chill with your friends and get your gaming goodness every Monday at 6am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Enjoy that while you can because the plight of daylight savings is upon us soon. Join me on the couch today. Kieran Marchant. <laughs> the plight of daylight savings. Ooh, what a... That's, that's, we're talking about the real shit on this podcast today. Yeah, daylight savings is coming soon. It's terrible. I'm Ashley Hobley, and I guess yeah, let's just jump straight into the show. Oh, wait, Dylan's here. Dylan Bly's here. <laughs> so we tried something different, and you completely forget to say my name. That's all right. It's all good. Um, or was it a bit? I think yeah, it, was it was a bit, a bit. Dylan. It was, I think a, it was bit. a bit. Um, when is daylight savings, by the way? I, f- I always forget. First like, of uh, October. Okay, yeah, so right before that. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, week before. Yep. Worst possible timing, but yeah. All right, on today's show, we're talking about the Nintendo Direct. It's big. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, you know, Unity has pissed everybody off in the gaming industry, and uh, Kieran finished his Starfield review. But speaking of packs, <laughs> uh, yeah, they made a couple of announcements this week. Uh, the biggest one being uh, we are going to be getting. Nintendo Wonder, no, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, fucking hell, will be on the show floor, Uh, Nintendo will be there with the booth, Uh, they're going to be selling merch as well, Uh, as well as Sega, Sega will be on the show floor showing off Sonic Superstars and Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Uh, Yeah, are you excited guys to get your hands on these big titles at PAX Australia? I'm a... I'm not sure, depending on, I, f- I, f- I want to play Mario, but like in general, I want to play Mario. And my problem is a my problem is that if I don't go during me- media hour, I feel like there's absolutely no point because it will be really busy for once the general public gets in. Um, And if I don't, but then I'm also like, do I want to go on media hour? Like I sort of, maybe there's some other, like, because I, after last year, I saw like, damn, maybe I should have used, because we went and played Sonic or whatever last year and then played um Gumbrella. Yep. And, um. You played Kick the Door or whatever. Um, but last year, I, I sort of... Oh, yeah, that one. Um, went to play... Um, there was a few indie games where I'm like, we never got around to them by the end of the, the whole weekend that I really thought I'd be able to get to. and But I didn't. So now I'm like... And I would have rather played some of those than like fucking Sonic. So I'm like, was did I just go to the big AAA? Like, maybe I should stop going to the AAA stuff just out of... Um, I think Super... I think Mario is a different case than Sonic, though. Because you didn't, you never cared about Sonic. You, you know, Sonic was <laughs> oh, in terms in of it, like games you were going to play. You would have played it, but in, you a, in a world like, where time wasn't a um, yeah, time wasn't right? a, like, a factor. Like I would like to play that game, but you weren't. I guess if we want to talk about it content-wise for Explosion Network, mm. you weren't lighting up Explosion Network by talking about Sonic and playing Sonic early. Whereas, okay, put in perspective, just looking at the YouTube numbers from PAX last year, Sonic Frontiers was our third highest viewed video. So, people love Sonic, man. I don't know what to tell you. You guys yeah, fast in Sonic. Do you know? Do you want to? <laughs> I, don't know, I, think, I think Mario <laughs> no, is um, diff- from last is year different. or yeah. old PAXs last year. Last year. Can you? I feel like can you read out all the. Like, I, I just, I can't even remember. Okay. Like, well, if- number one was the day one wrap-up, which got... Fair. The, uh, the other games were Dead Pets Unleashed, 
primordial primordial legends hollow hero repeller fella gears landing tempopo the godfeather godfeather uh and gumbrella we did videos for um gumbrella number nope no um um the dead pets unleashed nope was it was a repeller fella no no way no okay no i don't know then tempopo real oh that's fair actually you know what that's fair that's from fair. the unpacking devs, yeah. Yeah, unpacking, yeah, that's fair. No. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's different because I believe Sonic Frontiers, like, that was shown for the first time in Australia last year. That was the first time. Uh, to the people... public. Yeah, to the public. That was the first time the public, public people yeah. could get their hands on. Whereas with Mario Wonder, like, that was already. It's been a PAX West. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah. It's also coming out the week after, so it's like... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who raced his name, I don't think that's been on a show floor before. I don't think that's... It's but also, like how do you game, demo it? that? <laughs> we just beat up people, right? <laughs> Gameplay. <laughs> it's know. a Yakuza game. Or like a Dragon game. I gotta be honest, the other thing is, they have... Like, it's not in this list. Or is it? I don't actually... No, it is on the PAX article that you've linked to, right? Um, the... Star Wars Unlimited is the other big thing they announced. I know this is mostly a video game podcast, but yes. that's the Star Wars TCG that's coming out next year. Um, and I, part of me was like, maybe I'll go do that. <laughs> I mean, why not? Do that? What, yeah. at the one event that we're actually in person, you can play these things together. Why wouldn't we do that? I yeah. guess. Well, cause so Star Wars Unlimited is not out yet. So that is, for, that's a game I've been looking forward to and I'm keen to get into. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a TCG that is legit not out yet. So I hundred percent want to make time to do it. And if you just want to come, is, right? please Can't do. me. Okay. For the Nintendo <laughs> one, you're pretty much, if you don't go to that during, the media well, hour, I, you're not going. Well, yeah. just flat out. Like, the, 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 that is the honest... That is, no, you're it's going to be packed. It's going to be packed the entire weekend. So that I agree you, with. Yeah, you're yeah. just flat out not going. For Star Wars Unlimited, is there something we could reach out with and organize a time for demoing? Or Book a demo or something? Book, Book a, a time, demo be and good, yeah. organize, probably reach out yeah, to them. And well, I, I'm saying this, but I, I feel like once the day gets closed, I'll just come around and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I sh- I yeah, I'll do Mario. Like, I, I just I feel mean, like we'll it's, walk it's... in the door. Well, me and Kieran will walk in the door first, and you and Shuri will be late, and then we'll all and what see each fuck? other at the Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going on what happened last year. So, I mean, <laughs> the fuck you talking about? Fucking <laughs> Ash going for fucking neck. Ash is taking over. This is how I host the show. <laughs> what a fight, bro. <laughs> Just, just you know, state and facts, you know, and hopefully yeah, we'll, sure do, you can well, walk we'll go do more. So, I mean, yeah. the other thing is, like, so if they, it's, I'll be really disappointed if I found out after if I chose not to do Mario and found out they had a pin for playing it or some shit that I didn't get, mm. that would really disappoint me. You know, we're in that media hour. Maybe we get first dibs on the 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 merch. We can buy everything out and then sell, sell it on the black market. Sell it for more. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. I feel <laughs> like that's, that. there are some ethical boundaries there. That is, uh... we have no ethics in journalism. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, goodness me. No, that's you know. Gotta, I'm really uh, back to make money for I was Really disappointed. I was really holding out hope that Disney Lorcana would get shown for the its Australia public reveal. So that that's a, another TCG Disney one that's or it's launched in America. Um, 
that they just announced the first expansion set the other day. Was really hoping it would get announced as like showing to the public in Australia for the first time at PAX. Didn't happen. So I was sort of disappointed. But, so, so when we do this demo, should we like be pocketing cards? Is that well? Like, they they, that they normally give you cards. They, they, they usually give like, you an intro. But if it's not out, right? They'll give you like yeah, it's not out, but like they usually like give stuff away anyway. Like it'll be like or, a- or they let you buy it yeah ahead of time. They still, mm. but because th- quite often like for example like where. Uh, Disney Lorcana was showed off for the first time at PAX West last year and everyone there got like these decks and stuff but the game didn't launch for like another nine months. You just couldn't buy stuff. So, hmm. But yeah, Mario. Let's find out who Mario. the voice actor is. <laughs> we'll try and pick it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if it's Chris Brown or not, so yeah, uh, yeah. Stone you can also ball. check out the full list of uh, people who are going to be there. Um, one that caught my eye, Leary, or I Leary from Vivink Studio, the game, the little, uh, Red Panda game that we've been seeing for years. We'll finally be able to I, get hands um, on. I joined their Discord today because they um, a thing came through and said they were trying to raise money for Red Panda Day to like support um, you know, Red Pandas. Um, getting poached and stuff like that so I donated money and then joined the Discord and then they were like hey Dylan um, thanks for joining Leary server how, uh, how have you been it's been a while since we saw each other I was like I'm pretty sure we've only seen each other like once and it was at PAX like two years ago but shout outs were they dead? I don't remember seeing the game on the floor yes I got a little card drawn too with a little oh, okay. drawing yeah. you went there it was me okay, and Sheree who yeah, were on time see? to the fucking Red Panda game I don't think there was any times for that, so. Yeah, the whole weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll be, look forward to watching us walk around the indie section. All looking, day. Every day. Just looking and deciding yeah. if we should even try. Spending half an hour to try. The other day. interesting thing, I don't know if uh, it was in the article, but the, there's the Southeast Asia crew of people, yep. indie games that are coming over, yep. um, which is, adds an extra bit of flavor, and it'll be interesting to see if the indie show floor will actually be bigger with all these extra place studios or games being demoed. They said like mm. 15 titles are coming. So um, mm. hopefully it's bigger this year. <laughs> you know? Again, there's like, a like for example, the New Zealand section, they always have packs. I don't yeah. think we've ever stopped by. Oh, you have a look. We look war past it, but I don't think I've ever played a game there. Not because I don't want to, but just because... Usually it's just, just one set booth. You, you would person. think like three days for this event is like enough, but I just... I don't. I'll take an extra day, honestly. So what you're saying is the should have a media day. Day before. Or media night. Like E3. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all about that idea, actually. All or about you should just show idea. up on time for media hour and get more into that one. I'm on time of, for media instead hour instead of your media forty minutes. Fuck off. Just be excited you get into media hour this year, my Look, I am excited for it. I'll be there. <laughs> the I will not miss a minute of it. <laughs> all right, moving Once on. You've done it a few times. You just <laughs> you just roll in. <laughs> Expect the red carpet. Yeah. You, know? you know who I am. <laughs> you know, put on your, bring out your beatbox, put on your yeah. old school hip hop. Bring yeah. out your beatbox. <laughs> your beatbox. You do know right. beatboxing is like boombox noise. Boombox, that's, what I, that's the word <laughs> I was making. So you're just carrying around a person just on your shoulder who's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God. Uh... All right. 
Uh, moving on, I'm pulling this article from ABC News. So you know if it's on ABC, it's got to have like, been something that made a fair bit of news. Uh, Hollow Knight, Cottle Lamb, moving out. Untitled Goose Game, Frog Detective Gubbins. If you've heard one of these 81% of Australians, if you're one of the 81% of Australians who play video games, it's likely that you've heard or even played these acclaimed Australian made titles. What you might not know is they all have one other thing in common. They've been made with a software called Unity. Most Australian games developers from indie to large studios use Unity to build games for PC, mobile, and consoles. Uh, across the world, Unity reigns as one of the most popular development engines, but almost overnight, it has become the most maligned. Uh, after Unity on Tuesday announced a new pricing plan for developers using its engine, a wave of anger and fear and confusion spread across the global game development community. One of the most universally panned changes, known as the run- Unity runtime fee, means developers using a free version of the engine will be charged twenty US dollars, uh, no, twenty US cents every time that game is installed on a device. Uh, the changes kick in after the game hits 200,000 downloads and earns $200,000 uh, in revenue uh, and are due to come to effect January 1st, 2024. Uh, though Unity has stated that the new fee will not impact the majority of our developers, the shift has perplexed the game development community, leaving unresolved questions about how installs will be tracked, privacy requirements, and exactly who will be making the payments. Uh, and the change could also affect players, forcing delays on upcoming highly anticipated games or increasing fees for subscription services like Xbox Game Pass. Uh, so yeah, this uh, blew up my X feed <laughs> with uh, every single independent game dev company coming out swinging, uh, and particularly uh, you know the Cold Lamb devs taking it for the, all they're worth. Uh, the Agro Crab devs also, I saw tweeting several times about this um yeah unity kind of uh, shot themselves in the foot mm. and they haven't walked it back it's been a big week between this and drew barrymore you know like a lot of um <laughs> two beloved <laughs> two beloved, beloved fans, companies yeah, two beloved companies it's just it's been a big week just- um yeah i mean it's terrible i uh I, I honestly, as soon as I saw the news I and the reaction, I was like, this will get walked back in 24 hours. Like, there's no way that this, that someone doesn't come over and make them change their mind about this, but um, it's continued on. And I mean, everyone, I've seen several devs even just be like, well, fuck this. Like, it's not, like, it's actually better for us to spend another year just remaking the game than continue where we are and, and use this. And like, it'll be cheaper to just remake the game sort of thing you know so um and it's just so many like variables in it that people are still confused about like what if someone does this what if someone does this what if it's on this service what like there's just so many things and even some of that stuff after they tried to they tried to clarify that like it it wouldn't count for xbox game pass and whatever else but then they were like okay but now xbox isn't gonna love that do they have to cop that cost like it's just so so i know it's weird it's just coming in where it's dumb stupid yeah and it's not like unity from what I believe is like desperate for money, <laughs> you know. Um, I believe it's so weird. I'm sure they make um, enough to you know not need to do this. Yeah, well, it's like weird when like Unreal when they announced Unreal Engine five, no four, sorry four. Um, when they announced that and they announced the the um the cost and everything straight up, everyone was like, "Yep, yeah, that's fair. That's cool." You know, it's like if it makes if your game makes under two hundred fifty k, you don't have to pay for it, or whatever it is. Like the, the stuff, well, I just it, feel like it's um, like if they were to release a new version of Unity, and they announced this at the time, and it was like, hey, if if you use Unity two, 
these are our new rules. Everyone would go, that yeah, shit. And then, well, even if you didn't like it, you could at least make a choice. But it's the older people who already have games, have been spent years developing a game. Like, mm-hmm. you're sort of like, well, I started using this engine and this wasn't the rules at the time. So why the fuck? You know, like, I, I that's the part that I think is super frustrating. Well, it's even stuff like it goes based on install base. So, and I, I saw a meme about this that was like, hey, PC gamers, PC like developers will now want players to buy games, but then never install them. And it's like, oh, okay, Steam users have been preparing for we this do for fucking years. That, that is also <laughs> yeah. what we do. But it is, it's, it's, yeah, it will lead to developers will be happy for people buying their games, but then get punished or be frustrated for players downloading and installing them and then trying to play them um i think in so many ways it's predatory because you've built up an aspect of you know a system where people have been relied on that system and they've learned how to use unity and their game is in development you know it could already be in development 18 months in unity and then it's like okay what now are they kind of face this and and pay face that on and just deal with it or do they now redo everything in a different um engine and i think you know looking back at it i think um like games like thomas was alone which is an amazing game which was very simple is built on unity and it enabled mike bithell to kind of become the game developer he is now and in his career thanks to unity this choice is making unity less accessible and less um developer friendly less of these indie games and these startup games are going to get seen, you know, for a lot of people who want to get into game development. So many people get into unity and start messing around in unity and start learning unity early as their kind of step in point into the industry. Um, yeah, it fucking sucks. And then the, I think the other big part is like people's like questions about like, okay, so now like you're what, like tacking on a required like tracking system in the background of every game that's like yeah. tracking what you people keep it, do. You, and You can tell when something's been installed. It's like a fucking, yeah, malware that's in the background. Like how's that work? And they're like, oh, that's our proprietary software. It'll, it'll do stuff. And everyone's like, cool, well, I don't want that in my game. So <laughs> like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Unity came out with their statements the other day. <laughs> uh, they said, we want to acknowledge the confusion and frustration we heard about uh, after we announced our new runtime fee policy. We'd like to clarify some of our top questions and concerns. Who is impacted by the price increase? The price increase is very targeted. In fact, more than 90% of our customers will not be affected by this, this change. Customers who will be impacted are generally those who have found a substantial scale in downloads and revenue and have reached both our install and revenue thresholds. This means a low fee for creators who have not found scale success yet and a modest one fee, one-time fee for those who have. Sure. Uh, fee on new installs only. Once you have installed, have the two install and revenue thresholds, you will only pay the runtime fee on new installs after January 1st, 2024. It's not perpetual. You only pay once for an install, not an ongoing perpetual royalty like a revenue share model. That's per install, though. No, but they're going to keep track to see if you've only installed it once. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, this, it, yeah, it just seems like an unserious step. Why wouldn't you just say sale? Why is it install? 
Um, because they can't track it via sales. They can only track it once you install it. Okay. How we define account installs, assuming the install and revenue thresholds are met, we only count new installs on any device starting January 1st, 2024. Additionally, developers are not responsible for paying a runtime fee on reinstall charges, uh, fraudulent install charges, trials, partial demos, and ins- automation installs charges, web and streaming games, and charity-related installs. So, I mean, there, there's a little bit of def- definition there. So, you know, at least, you know, we'll still be getting demos. Uh, but yeah. At this point, I would be very surprised if there isn't like a massive overall jump over to something like Unreal uh, Engine 5. I think the interesting one will be what do past games do, you know? There are people who Well, I mean, Cole Lame joked they're going to be deleting the game 31st of December, so. (laughs) Fuck Uh, it. Everyone's played it by now. Yeah. Get rid of it. Uh, And more jumpers instead. Yeah. We don't need the game anymore. Just make just make art. Hmm. Just make gifts of the, the two kisses. That's it. That's all we need. Uh yeah. Pretty rough. Uh interesting news over at uh EA. <laughs> uh Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor Director Stig Asmundson is leaving Electronic Arts, Bloomberg reports. After careful thought and consideration, Stig Asmussen has decided to leave Respawn to pursue other adventures and we wish him the best of luck. An EA spokesperson said, veteran Respawn leaders will be stepping up to guide the team as they continue their work on Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Asmussen has been director at Respawn Entertainment since 2014. For that, he worked on Sony Interactive Entertainment, where he primarily worked on the God of War series, coming God of War 3. Uh, Asmussen has not disclosed his next... Uh, des- destination. Uh, Dylan, you want to bring this story up? Why? Why is this so important? So he is the he was the director of both Star Wars Jedi games, and he was the story writer on both of them. And the uh, you neither of you have played them, well, not finished at least. I don't know if any of you started it, but um, Survivor definitely sets up that Star Wars Jedi game to have like a, a one more you know like a trilogy so i'm mm. i'm a bit like yeah why aren't you finishing out the trilogy it's very clearly a trilogy there's very clearly one more game to go like why aren't we unless he's already written it yeah but he's not going to direct it either way i guess there's other thing. so yeah. um yeah just a bit weird i thought um especially because jedi survivor other than um some of those bugs and stuff was like the Fallen Order was very well received, but even the people like me who had some problems with that game, Survival was even more well received. So, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was. It's sort of he's been one of the the head key pieces of that franchise over at uh, Respawn for the entire time they've been putting out um, uh, those games. So, yeah, a bit disappointing, I think, especially as someone who really liked Survivor and was looking forward to a third one. So. You know, not not to say that someone else can't do it, but it's just one of those things where you know you're two out of three, the director and writer. Like if this was a movie, more people would be like, um. and it, it doesn't look great when it does. It never looks great when the director of a somewhat successful pair of games suddenly goes, you know what? No, I don't want to do the next one. I'm out. Mm. That that to me feels 
a bit off, like a bit like, okay, what's what's gone on here? What's happening behind the scenes? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, Did, it's a strange. Maybe he one. Uh, read uh, some Star Wars forums. I'm sorry, I'm good. Yeah, he knows what happens to the third one. <laughs> he knows how well it went for the last time Star Wars finished up a trilogy recently. Yeah, didn't want to take the risk. But hey, that was two two high. out of the three were bad, you know. Yeah, sad. But uh, yeah, I guess you know. If the, I mean, it hasn't confirmed. There's a third game. Even though, you know, be shocked yeah, if there wasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's also interesting because Respawn has got so many different projects on the, you know, on the books. Why wouldn't you want to do, if you don't want to do Star Wars, Jedi Survivor? You see, they updated Titanfall this weekend. Wait, what? Really? What? Yeah, they Which updated. One? They updated Titanfall, Titanfall too. Okay. Yeah, and people were playing it and everything because they they pushed for an update with a. Um, a game mode or something, something fucking random. I don't know whether I have that chance, but yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Well, my dreams are coming true. Titanfall 3 confirmed. <laughs> maybe that's what he's doing. He's going away and make it with another studio. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or the Titanfall's a spiritual successor. Um, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see to see what he, he wants to do next. Like whether it's, uh, you know, he's going to retire or like he'll be picked up by another studio or start his own, you know. That seems to be the way of things. So I assume start his own. That seems to be the. It's really weird because like movies, you sort of start in indie and then you move to the big time and then you just work with a big studio until you sort of done. I feel like in games, it's like you start small, you get big time studio, you work in a big time studio for a while, and then everyone seems to be elevating off to do their own independent studios afterwards and go back to work on smaller games. Well, I mean that. That's because you know. <laughs> you have more creative control in your own studio. And also, and within the movie, it, I think. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that's five like years making five years game. on the same thing. Yeah. Um, and really, you're not getting the financial return on it that, yeah. you know, the studio is making. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, other studio news this week, uh, very sad over at uh, studio, the studio behind the models of Avium. Uh, disappointing news out of Ascendant Studios today. The team behind the very recently released single-player magical first-person shooter Models of Avium, which was published under the EA Originals label with Ascendant CEO Brett Robbins announcing that over 45% of the studio staff is being let go. Uh, The message from Robbins doesn't explicitly call out the game's critical commercial responses contributing to the need for layoffs. It said simply saying that decision was unnecessary, but a difficult but necessary one now that Immortals of Avium has shipped. Uh, yeah, pretty rough news. Obviously, that game uh, got mixed reviews. Uh, reading from the article, Press Start did give it a 9 out of 10, um, but it just came out at a bad time uh, in the middle of, you know, uh, Starfield and Baldur's Gate. It just didn't have enough oxygen, I guess, or wasn't fantastic enough to, like, get people's interest. Um, no, I'd say that. But also... To make C- this decision, certainly so s- not immortal. <laughs> wow, that's that's just terrible. That's People horrible. have lost their jobs, Dylan. Um, but for this news to come out so soon after it was released, and then being like, "No, we're not even close to what." It's been less than a month since the game came out. Oh, I feel like it came out two weeks ago. To be honest, but no, it released twenty second of October, August. So, yeah. um, yeah, pretty rough overall. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I I kept saying that I was keen, sort of keen to get onto that game, but you know, as most things, time. And um, that's what, yeah, it's been interesting to see the reaction and people are like, oh, you should support the devs and buy the game. Yeah, but you know, if you weren't didn't want to play it, like, I feel like it's the devs. If, if um, if you're someone who always complains about sequels and stuff like that like if you want new ips you just got to buy games like this or at least one out of one out of five a year sort of sort of thing like support the new ips at least a couple times a year um because this is what happens i guess as a yeah i mean yeah it's an interesting struggle where you know some studios need a couple of chances before they're able to mm. get that next great thing but they well, don't the, really necessarily release the games to justify the the studios that they're building I have some questions about the EA Originals thing here because apparently they're also shutting down and not continuing work on um, what uh, fucking what's that game I like the Monster Hunter one, um, Wild Wild Hearts Wild Hearts Wild Hearts. They're apparently shutting down and not continuing development on like any future content for that. That's unsurprising. When was the last time you heard really the like words Wild Hearts in a conversation? Yeah, I haven't heard of Wild Hearts since we were playing it. I'm talking to you about it now, and it's a very good game. <laughs> this it's is the, the first time, time it was brought up. <laughs> and I quite enjoy that game, and um, yeah. So EA is just like, yep, they had one game of the year with, under this label. Was it EA or was it the and, studio who actually? I don't know EA apparently, according to reports, but th- this is conjecture. It's reporting, not um, official word. Mm. So, so yeah, rough. I want to give a shout out to Will, who's got a re- review or, or you know review in progress up for Jump Light Odyssey. So this is a uh, how does he describe it? It's an Australian game is what it is. It's an Australian game. Uh, how did uh, a stylish retro anime opening cinematic welcomes you into an Odyssey as you seek to deliver the SDF Catalina and the remnants of your world to the Forever Star while being barred down. Uh, barred down upon by the villainous Zuptopons. Uh It's an intriguing concept that has been translated well into gameplay. The Zuptopons are an ever-present threat as they advance on your position, forcing you to make numerous little jumps or conserve fuel for less frequent long-distance jumps. Uh, so what I remember, this is like a Starship game, mm-hmm. like a almost FTL, I guess, but with yeah. a little bit more management inside the actual ship yeah. uh so will writes in his conclusion it's almost uncanny how the story of jump light odyssey is anagulous in that and yeah let's go with that used to its <laughs> to its current state in early access with both the game and the flagship sdf catalina in functional yet imperfect states as both seek to work towards optimization uh development of systems and eventual the eventually the salvation of forever star slash 1.0 launch so uh you have one, one up, one, one down. down. Yeah. So this is what um, I was I'm, kind of interested in. Yeah, I was about to say I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my eye on it. Um, early access, I'm not sure how long it will go for, but um, it's got that very 70s inspired um, art look, style yeah. and cartoon art style and everything like that. Um, the sim management, gameplay stuff like that. Um, would like to support you know Australia devs and stuff like that, but yeah, he says it's sort of you know. Not the end of the world because it is early access, but you know, just a slight rough start 
to the st- to, as it goes, but doesn't mean it can't come out the other end of early access as this uh, you know super amazing game. No reason. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, and then I believe our one Aaron Kieran Marchant has got his review up for Starfield. Assuming Dylan posts it before this episode comes out. Yes, he gave it I an do. eight out of ten, and <laughs> I did give an eight out of ten. And it That's hurts. only one better than a seven out of ten. It is terrible game, and it hurts that neither of you have still yet to play it. You know, I didn't say that. Oh, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, um, yeah, eight out of ten. I definitely think people should play it in terms of um, being across it for kind of game of the year discussions. Not. It's probably not going to win, but I'm sure it's going to get nominations and be a part of voting throughout all the, the categories that it'll be eligible for. Um, we've talked about it like the last two weeks, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But my my th- thoughts and feelings that I had um, the well the last two weeks have just been amplified. Um, it's a great game. It's not perfect, but it's definitely something special to to jump into and play and and put time into. Cool. Uh, so yeah, maybe at some point, me and Dylan will play Starfield. I almost who's to say, really? Yeah. Who's, who's to say? Who's you know? to say? Before the end of the year, before game of the year stuff, December. Who knows? Who knows what time will bring? Yeah, you know. I don't Avatar. Avatar is the only time coming out in December. Will we be yeah, playing no that? games coming out for the rest? That's of not year. Avatar. That's that's Far Cry. It's Far Cry uh, Pandora. Hey, hey, hold your horse, man. So Nintendo Direct uh, happened on I don't remember whatever day the day after it was they were like Friday Friday they no, things blurred together I mean Thursday night it was twelve a.m. twelve or one a.m. and then PlayStation had theirs later anyway um banger of a show did anyone else watch it of I watched me? it you watched it I yeah. flicked through it yes that's what I I but when I say of the me I just mean Ash I should clarify <laughs> I know you'll watch the uh you'll watch the uh. The, the key trailers, you know. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Lots of really great games in here from big Nintendo releases uh, coming through from the, the end of the year to through to next year. A lot of really cool indie stuff in here as well. Um, and yeah, once again, I just think Nintendo. Their September directs year by year, really fucking good. Um, so I started with Splatoon 3, got side order. This is the next expansion for um, Octopath. Oh, sorry. Fucking Octopath. Splatoon 3. I know I had Octopath on my mind, but anyway. Octo- I think I was thinking... Octopuses. Octopuses, yeah. I was, I was thinking of the first uh, DLC, whatever it's called. Uh, but yeah, so this one, you'll be fighting up a tower. It's sort of a wave fighter, and then between certain levels, it looks like you'll be upgrading. It's sort of like a roguelike uh, side content thing for for Splatoon, which is pretty cool. Everybody like some keeps bringing up uh, I guess yeah, it's just aesthetically because it's black. Yeah, and white. steadily, <laughs> sure, but um, I mean, otherwise, no. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the art inspirations, but sure. Uh, we then got Mario versus Donkey Kong. So this is a puzzle platformer. Donkey Kong stolen a bunch of toys. It's up to Mario to get them all back. Um, I don't think there's been one of these games since the fucking no, the last one. Mm-hmm. Technically, 2015. Really? What was that on? 
That was on the Wii U. Mm. Tipping. That's why I don't remember. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember yeah. these games ever coming out. So I mean, that's. Oh really? Okay. I'm doing bad in you then. Uh, I was asking, yeah. I don't know about 2015 one. When they said Mario versus Donkey Kong, I'm like, so just Donkey Kong, right? No, like, no, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah. That's but, what Mario and Donkey Kong springs to mind when I think yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. No, um, they're kind of cool. They're, yeah, but they're more like puzzle based, and um, than the the uh, the combat or the platforming sections of the other games. Uh, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown got a new trailer. Uh, this game's now coming out January eighteenth, twenty twenty four. Looks really good. Um, this is coming to other consoles as well, um, yep. not just Switch. But Metroidvania, Prince of Persia game, side scrolling. Um, really good like animated background scene in a lot mm-hmm. of these these scenes in the trailer i think like lots of stuff happening in the background as well as what you're doing i i think this looks really really cool um yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if this is a a sleeper hit maybe i, I don't know i can come out and get really good reviews horizon chase 2 then got a trailer arcade racer call for cars multiplayer local online whatever you want to do cool good for them was it uh, <laughs> Good he just them rough. Well, so. yep. <laughs> Super Crazy Rhythm Castle <laughs> is a game from Konami, which features a bunch of music and characters from their games, including Castlevania, not Metal Gear Solid. Um, and um, yeah, it's a rhythm game of some sort. I don't know. Weird. But anyway, good on you, Konami. Or friend Mario Party. Sure. Why not? So, look, I said it was a great direct. I didn't say every game was a winner. Um, Spy Cross Anya is apparently an anime. Can Spy X Family. Spy X Family. Very Spy popular Cross family. Anime. Oh my god. It's right. A... Uh, Spy Cross yes. Family is an anime, apparently, and X. this game is Spy Cross Anya. Um, Operation Memories. It has a cute looking dog in it. I don't know. Yep. One of you tell me That's what the fuck dog. this is. Is this. You watch this then? Is this the thing? It's a big anime. It's a, it's a very large anime. Um, the, the premise of the anime itself is it focuses on lloyd the a spy who gets uh into a kind of odd couple relationship with a mercenary or an assassin and neither of them know about the other's job um and they to make themselves look like a family for lloyd's uh mission they adopt a child called anya who is a telepath um who and they a whole bunch of of wild I guess adventures to do with Lloyd's mission in terms of also Anya growing up. It's a very wholesome but fun anime to watch. So, um, yeah, and that's no, the it, vibes that this trailer gave off. Yeah, a hundred percent, and it's it's very popular Same. for very good reason. Uh-huh. I mean, the game looked pretty cool. I, mean, I don't know anything about it, but I thought the trailer was fun. Um, Super Mario RPG got a new trailer. Uh, they showed off some of the gameplay. Said. You know, a lot of things will stay the same from the classic game. You know, the timing of the attacks and the sort of stuff, um, you know, whatever else. Uh, but then they've added in some other stuff, like um, I, think, I think they... Triple uh, attacks and stuff. Triple attacks, if you build up a combo move uh, meter, like between attacks and and some of the quality of life features, I think they talked about within the trailer. The game looks really cool. I'm, I've always wanted to play this. Um being one of those games people would always talk about and um i just never would ever yeah. put in the effort to go back and play it um appreciate it time in history so i'm really keen to play this later this year another code recollection every nintendo direct there's one game that they're like 
And you see people, yeah. But the thing is, and we all go, never heard this. However, watching live, there's always a spread of people who just go, "Oh my god, finally, it's here!" (laughs) I cannot believe. Um, And I'm like, I've never heard this game. Anyway, (laughs) uh, another code recollection is another code to memories, which did come out in the West, and another code are a journey into lost memories. Uh, so the first game was released on Nintendo DS, and the, se- the second one, a Wii sequel, was never released outside Japan. Um, it was a pretty cool-looking sort of game. I don't know. I didn't, it's like a sort of a, um, a um, puzzle adventure. Yeah. Puzzle adventure narrative sort of it's place. It's a point-and-click kind of adventure. Point-and-click sort of thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It looks decent enough, but yeah, apparently it has yeah. a, 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 fan it has base a niche fan base. So. <laughs> yeah. So good for him. Princess Peach Showtime finally got a, um, after the teaser in the last or the one before. Devastated. Direct, I can't remember what it was. It's not the Princess Peach. What are you Peach. devastated about? You it's devastated? not the untitled Princess Peach game. Yeah, I'm disappointed. That wouldn't be fun. But Princess Peach Showtime. So we finally know what it is. It's a 2.5D game. Uh, Princess Peach's adventure. She's um, dragged into this like weird world where there's a villain like turning fucking theater scenes into real things or some, whatever. It's a Mario game. Um, but she can, um, she can, through the power of video games or something, she can turn into all these different variants of, and she will be, she's not sucking up cars. She's, she, she ain't quite no Kirby, There's but. this magic ribbon, I think it was. <laughs> yes, the right? ribbon. I can't remember that far, but whatever. Magic ribbon sounds about right, but she can transform into different things like a detective, and then the gameplay also changes where you're doing detective stuff instead of like fighting stuff. She turns into like a sword fighter and a kung fu person and then the gameplay changes so you're doing like hand-to-hand combat or side fighter combat and stuff like that i think it looks awesome um i can't believe it took like 30 years for peach to get her own game but you know women's rights am i right guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean yes but then the thing that you've got is like let's put her in a bunch of different outfits (laughs) why not they do that in every mario game what are you talking about that's true (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Since the first game, though, like he's a fucking tanuki suit. He's a he's a fireball suit, you know, like it's fucking everything. So uh, it's coming out March twenty second next year. So it's pretty soon. It's pretty soon. Um, you know why? Switch Two's coming out. Yeah, that's why. Saga Emerald Beyond got a trailer. It's a it's a saga game. Square Enix. Good yep. on them, you know what I mean? Good on them. Uh, Tomb Raider 1 to 3, Remaster got announced. I think this looked pretty cool, to be honest. Like, it's a, it's a fairly, like, straightforward, hey, here's the first three games, here's that lost, uh, here's the extra missions and stuff that were on, like, the PC versions and stuff like that. Um, you can you can turn off the, the up, updated uh, graphics and you can put it on, look like, pointy boobs mode or whatever they want to actually call it. Um, you know, um... I loved these three games as a kid. I used to watch my dad play them all the time. In fact, I showed him the trailer for this, and he was like, "Yeah, this looks." They awesome. were the first games um, I ever really played. Was dad, like was the first game Dad ever really let me play was Tomb Raider Two, but all it was was just letting me jump around the mansion, learning how to lock the butler yeah, into yeah. the freezer, uh, not really doing anything of the actual game itself. But yeah, it was uh, definitely big in childhood. This yeah. seems like embrace a group trying to get their money back as quickly. I mean, but. Cynical. Like if it, if it, if it, if this plays well, like and it's not just a, like I don't think this is this is neither a cheap cash in. Like if it plays well, it's not a cheap cash in. Like if people want to play it, good for them. You know what I mean? Like yep. I, I I don't know. Like I didn't, 
Because here's the thing. If it comes out and it plays like ass and the frame rate drops and like it's just not a good port of these games and everything, then then it's a cheap cash in, right? You got people's money. Yep. You did a terrible job. Like, it's not a key, cheap cash in yet. Yet. Could <laughs> yeah. Be it's not the GTA far, uh, GTA uh, master, uh, remasters. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. That was a cheap cash in. 100%. Um, Detective Pikachu returns got a new trailer. Where's my bloody coffee? What's he say at the start? Hold on. He's like, hold on. I need to watch it back. Hold on. Here we go. Listen to it now. It's just here. Every great detective starts a day with a coffee. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. This figure two is. What a guy. Uh, so this trailer, <laughs> this, this, yeah, it's really relatable. You know, it's really relatable. Um, this Pokemon. Uh, Detective Pikachu trailer focuses on all the friends, Pokemon friends that you'll be teaming up with and how their abilities and um, skills of different Pokemon will be able to help you in missions or just weird things you'll be doing. It's like, hey, ride a Growlithe. Um, Hey, dance around with these fucking Blossom. Um, Ride this fucking, I don't know, whatever else is in the trailer. I can't even remember. They're two stood out to me. But the, um, (laughs) yeah, it looks really cool. I'm super keen for it still. Obviously, it's coming out soon. A couple weeks. Tax time. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Next, Trombone Chant. I've played this game. I don't think I ever talked about it, but I did play this game last yeah. year when it came out on PC. Um, it is as dumb as this trailer makes it look. And it's very funny. <laughs> um, so, Kieran, I doubt you watch this because it's not one of the big games, but it is a rhythm. Well, it's not even, honestly. It is a it's, <laughs> It is a character who's playing the trombone terribly. And it's a like rhythm game, kind of, but I not mean, really. It's a rhythm game where you've got to match wherever the, the you just point move, like is. on pc all you do is move the mouse up and down to like move the cursor on the thing like so when the symbols pass through it like it's just at the right point sort of thing yes yeah i yeah. mean um, every now and then you got to hold down a button for the long notes and stuff like that but all the songs are terrible every song sounds terrible um it's very fucking funny i remember when it came out last year i just kept seeing people tweet about it for a week there on my timeline i was like fuck it 20 yeah. bucks i'm buying this fucking thing and i had a good laugh about it for a week there and maybe i it was a week i took off from arcade couch and i never i forgot to ever bring it back up but um then yeah when this trailer dropped i was like i don't think i ever mentioned i played this game last year <laughs> yeah uh but yes it looks very funny the switch version you can use the joy cons like touch uh shake like you tap the the side of the joy con to play that play it and it's got multiplayer support now where whoa, whoa, four, there's four people can two, play it once. there's like three different ways to play it on the nintendo switch i'm assuming you can just use the analog stick i assume you can just down. use analog sticks yeah you can use the motion controls and push it up and down like to match the height of where the the thing is going across or like you can move it towards like an object and the infrared sensor on the end can pick up if it's closer or further away mm. like an actual trombone mm. that's the way that's the way to play it also uh, this, is out now. Co-op, this sounds terrible it's terrible but so good um yeah if you, if you want to laugh i would honestly suggest getting this it's it's it is fucking dumb it is a very dumb game but in the best possible way so um battle crash was then announced it's a battle crush. royale crush sorry battle royale brawler coming out next year beta's happening in october um isometric though and you're just beating the fuck mm. out of people i gotta be honest in the in the world of like oversaturation of battle royale games at least this is not something i could say i've seen before right an i'm giving it that one? Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, you gotta give Not it on console. Like, yeah, I, I can't I've say I've seen one like this. Mobiles, you know? but, uh, like it, it looks like a, it looks like you're playing a MOBA, not a, a battle royale. 
you know? Yeah. So I, I, I give it that. I give it points for that. Whether or not, play, whether or not it's fun to play, completely different yeah. topic. But I'll give that, it points for at least. Monetization and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, all that, all the usual sort of stuff. But f- points for at least, it said Battle Royale, and I was like, oh. And then the gameplay started, and I was like, well, this is different. Like, good fucking point. So. Yeah. Uh, next up was War Tales, which ha- I'm sick of seeing, honestly. It is it has had a trailer in every fucking event, indie event for like the past two years. I don't know how. I've seen so many trailers for this game. Anyway, it's out on PC. It got it's reviewed decent. Um it's out out on Switch now if you want to play it there. It's like a uh tactics game, I think. Yes, it's a tactics game. There you go. Yeah. Could be very good. I'm sorry to be negative, but I'm like, fuck, I'm sick of seeing trials. I thought this, I thought the trails were over. <laughs> I'd seen so many trials. I thought the trails were over. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, Contra Operation Galuga. It's a remastered Contra game. It's coming out early 2024. Good for them. Uh, I love the name of this game. Unicorn Overlord was announced. New RPG from Vanillaware. It looks absolutely complex as fuck. Um, I don't know what the fuck's happening in the trailer half the time. Um, the story looks deep. The c- gameplay looks like a million systems. Keen. Yes. <laughs> it my- looks like there's an amalgamation of every <laughs> single like tactical RPG yeah. that's been released. Pretty much. And like Vanillaware are mostly known for their like RPGs and artwork. And the art in this looks really fucking good as well. I so. mean, it looks like Octopath kind of. Yes, like, but it's not kind of them. 2D slash 3D. Yeah. 2.5D, yeah. Um, so, I oh, know you like these sort of things, don't you, Ash? Like, yeah, this de- definitely caught my attention. Uh, looks interesting, so mm. definitely be keeping an eye on that and hoping it comes to more consoles. Maybe. I mean, they put out Dragon's Crown, which was a PSP game. Um, very different yeah. to this, but... Uh, Luigi's- also, how many different objects can you stick in your logo? You know, it's a unicorn, you know, like replacing the lettuce. Yeah, yeah. Luigi's Mansion Two HD got a new uh, new trailer. So this is the. Uh, so I was confused at first because I know they announced this, but I was like, did they announce this Luigi's Mansion Two HD? I can't remember. Anyway, so it's a it's a re- it's a remaster of uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, the 3DS game. Uh, they've now added in four player co op, uh, and um, it looks pretty good. I don't know. Like uh, I never played the the 3DS um, Luigi's game. Um, it looks mm. like Luigi's Mansion. There you go. I got nothing. Uh, Nintendo Museum got a hot two seconds. So that's the thing that's happening in Japan. I'll open next year. Pretty cool um, if you're in Japan. Um, they painted the roof. Painted the roof to look like a fucking, <laughs> fucking Godzilla's going to jump on that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, if see if something pops out, yeah. Yeah, see if something pops out, yeah. Uh, they didn't. They spent a couple seconds on on amiibos. Um, they talked about a bunch of stuff I don't care about, but the one thing I did pre-order straight away. Saw amiibo, baby. Pre-ordered that sucker. I'm getting one. Yes, please. Um, the important part for people who actually collect all the amiibos is Sora will be the final amiibo. So then the Smash Bros. The collection Smash Bros., yeah. is uh, is done. You can have every character from Super Smash Bros. as an amiibo. However, I personally would like just the the Sora amiibo. So. That's why I need my life. That is the conclusion of the Amiibo talk in this episode. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I will grab this, the closest one I have to me, just to show you. It can sit next to my Sephiroth one I've got here, because that does sit. So, the other thing that's just collecting dust in Dylan's house. It is collecting art dust, but it like I see Sephiroth every day. You know? Like, every day Sephiroth is there. I, the Amiibos I have, Sephiroth, Bayonetta. I think that's my thing. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe sense, a couple Zelda sense. ones. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, F099. This is a... Ash <laughs> is shaking his head. Nintendo said this. They said F0. And the chat went, fuck yes, it's coming back, baby. I can't wait. And I think that the talk was the classic game F0. Fuck yeah, Nintendo, let's go. It's becoming be. a battle royale. <laughs> It was so good. It was such a moment. <laughs> anyway, so F099 is um is the classic F0 gameplay with 98 other fucking cars racing next year. Because <laughs> Nintendo's hit this thing where they're like, Pac-Man. Every year. Tetris 99. Fucking Mario 99. Whatever. Like, 99, right? We need something to justify the subscription service. Yeah. Every, yeah, because it's exclusive to... um. Uh, Nintendo normal. Online or whatever, and it's, you, you play it. And here's the thing: I bet you what will happen is I'll download this, try it, and go. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I guarantee it's actually well, kind of like, fun. Yeah, I suck at this. <laughs> I mean, it, I've seen a little bit of gameplay of like people playing it on streaming and stuff. It implementing it is smart. Like, obviously, uh, you know, you have the track. Yeah, there's like four or five laps. Yeah, um, and then obviously people get culled off at the end if you hit too many people or hit the bound bar- barriers too much uh you get you blow up so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think implemented it well and hopefully this eventually fun. leads to what we all need mario kart 99 fuck yeah rainbow road 99 fucking <laughs> cards let's go boys just so many red shells have been on fuck that bandle tail a league of legends story was announced. And this, if this isn't the cutest fucking game I've seen, um, in a world of cozy farming games, give me a League of Legends one set in a Yordle village with this cute fucking adorable pixel art, and I'm fucking in. I'm all about this. I can't wait. I got nothing to say. Finally, other than League of Legends stuff that you can play without getting angry. Yeah, finally some League of Legends stuff I can play about having to di- like fucking feel guilty. You know? like, Your yeah. shirts are safe. Shit's a stiff. Thank God for that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't, I think he plays a, it looks like based on this, it, play, it seems like you're playing as a bunch of, um, you get to create your own Yordle character and then all the other Yordles like um, Lulu and Tristano and um, fucking whoever else, I can't remember of the characters. Um, but they're all like, um, like climb a dinger and stuff, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, like whatever else. They're like probably in this. and Jinx. Jinx. Jinx is not a Yordle. What are you talking Jinx? about? <laughs> what is wrong with you? There's one it's League big. of Legends character from the fucking Netflix show, and he's like, Jinx. Echo, and if not Jinx, die. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. And they then had another trailer for Song of Nunu, a League of Legends story. Uh, this one had been announced before, but we finally got a release date. So this is coming out November 1st. Um, in this one, you play as uh, Nunu and um, Willop, who I think this is like a prequel to before they're like older and like characters in the League of Legends games and stuff. It's like a third person action adventure game, like sort of reminds me of an old school PS2 game or like a or like a mascot sort of um, uh, that, that sort of genre and stuff. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, pretty cool you got braum here in the trailer with his big mustache smoking jokes and shit like that he fucking punches a werewolf in the face it's awesome like fuck yeah i i think these legal the the, the variety within these league of legends spin-offs is pretty um 
pretty cool. Like they they're not mm. they definitely don't stick to one genre. They let people sort of no. go wild. So and they're definitely uh, pumping them out. <laughs> Feels like mm. well, they're because they're all different. They're finally developers. getting that that uh in that groove, I guess, of like mm. getting them out. Like they've obviously announced them all, and now they're finally coming to yeah. fruition. Maybe yeah, well, I should um, talk to them about how they've done it. Yeah. I think they just worked on the games. You know? It's crazy. No, they just make a deal with Xbox and get all the games. That's what. Oh, that's true. That's hundred uh, percent. WarriorWare movie got a new trailer. Um, so it's a bunch of Mac. Here's some more wacky mini games. <laughs> and um, motion controls and and stuff like that. Standing in know. weird positions. Yeah, standing. In, looks cool. Have fun. Uh, Uden Chronicle Hundred Heroes is a video game name. Um, you can recruit over hundred characters in this game. Have fun with that. Comes out April twenty third, twenty twenty four. Eastwood Octopia is a DLC coming to Eastwood, that game that came out and did really well critically, and I never got around to playing it about two years ago. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Eastwood Octopia got re- uh, will be coming out sometime this holiday season, so that's cool. Um, Tactics and Advanced World-inspired Wargrove 2 uh, is coming to Switch on October 5th. I was like, where's the release date? I swear it was re- October 5th, following its release on PC. Um, this was the franchise keeping Advanced Wars-style gameplay alive until... Advanced like, okay, well, let's bring back the <laughs> Yeah. But Dave no, the Diver. really cool. Like, obviously, so much customization, and you create your Never own. Never mind, go back. Sorry. Yeah. Got excited. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. We got excited. Wargroove, create your own levels, create your own, like, campaigns, it looks like. You can create cutscenes and stuff. Crazy. Mm. No, it does look very cool. Um, David Diver, one of the most talked about games uh, on Explosion Network this year, other than uh, Kieran asking us if we've played Starfield. Um, it's leaving PC, so it's finally coming to another platform. Uh, Nintendo Switch console first, I think, is the was the wording. To be clear, it's not leaving PC. Well, no, no, it's it's just it's diving off into another platform. <laughs> yeah, exploring new territory, <laughs> exploring new oceans as well. You know, but uh, yeah, I think the way, I think it does sound like it's coming to PlayStation stuff as well. It's just Nintendo Switch console first. So yeah, um, and play Dave the Diver if you've only got a Switch. Play Dave the Diver. There you go. It'll yeah, be a great absolutely. Switch game. Mm. It, would. it is, trust me, I know. Uh, wait, sorry, uh, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Final Pack is coming soon, coming this holiday season. Adding new tracks like Daisy Circuit from Wii, as well as characters Diddy Kong from Double Dash, Funky Kong from Wii, Pauline from Tour, and Peachette from Tour. In that. Among Us. Among Us? Another way Dylan cannot play this game. The Fungal is a new map. Um, coming to the game in October. Um, the crew are finally getting off that ship and landing on a um, desert island or some shit. Mm. Yeah, it's on the ground. It's on the ground. And then, <sighs> I'm, I'm surprised, Dylan, that you decided to talk about this because, you know, I heard that you were ha- super happy about the Unity deal because it was going to fuck over the Innersloth devs because you hate Among Us <laughs> Who so did much. you hear that from? T- TMZ? <laughs> <laughs> but then you heard all about all the other devs being affected. You're like, I don't know. I bet yeah. this is me. Jesus Christ. Paper Mario, the thousand year door was announced. The final thing uh, in today's, or today's fucking several days ago, Nintendo Direct. Um, another remaster of a Mario game. Uh, this time the GameCube RPG. Um, another game I've always wanted to play, but never had a GameCube. So now I can play. It's a fucking Nintendo's doing me a lot of solids. They're like, hey, that Wii U. Getting all those games over here. They're like, we've done that. I'm like, yep, awesome. Good job getting all those Wii, game, Wii U games I didn't play. Can you get some of the GameCube ones and shit I didn't play? Fuck yeah, Dylan. We'll do that for you. Um, ha- have Paper Mario. Bounce <laughs> your door. 
Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, this looks awesome. I can't wait. I mean, the game always looked awesome to me, but I don't like GameCube games. I don't feel like the, honestly, the art style, like, probably held up on GameCube anyway. So I don't think, to me, anyway, it looks that different. But, um, Keen, anyone else came for this? Yeah, it looks really good. But yeah, it's kind of weird that all these big titles from Nintendo First Party are just remakes of the old games. Yeah, I mean, it is just uh, getting to that point, it feels like, with them, where it's like, hey, guys, um, we're here. Run our ideas. Let's just run it back. Yeah, we just, <laughs> I don't, you know. I, I, I reckon a Mario, a 3D Mario game launches with the Switch 2 next year. That's you insane. So because that's the, true. the, uh, no, I reckon that's exactly what happens. Super Mario, um, Mario Odyssey, Odyssey team hasn't yeah, done hasn't done anything for Odyssey. ages. So, I'm, 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 I don't think this affects anything. All these games have been done by different people, different teams. There's a Mario. Obviously, we got Mario. Um, we're talking about before Wonder. That's a new Mario game that's coming out this year. Um, you got a 3D Mario game coming out next year for Switch. I, I reckon. You heard it here first, folks. All right, I wrote very good Switch uh, direct. Very good. Yep. Lots of games we came for. Good shit. Take a same match. If you want to, do you want to talk about the other? You want to hear about the other direct or showcase that was talked about this week? Check out this week's. I mean, I don't, is there anything you want to talk about for that, Karen? We can go in depth. Um, you know, um, it was an interesting choice to open with a, a Bennett Foddy game, like a Foddy game. Was very random. I love it. Um, <laughs> it did, but um, surprising to see. I don't know. It was funny because I think it, the showcase was advertised as like mainly like an indie game showcase indie right third party like, indie, indie third, third party, party. so VR, to see say. them have kind of spider-man there and uh i mean they're always final there. fantasy i would was anyone shocked that spider-man was in that state of play no <laughs> i was not and also final fantasy they never said indie they said 30 third party third party okay fair enough yeah um so. no i think it's uh like I thought it was a good showcase. It was nicely compact. Um I guess anything that super interested me was Spider-Man, but like I think it was still a good show overall. Wrong. Foam stars. You just mean fucking platoon, but foam. How rude. Why would you dare say that about the upcoming game of the year contender, Foam Stars? So we we we're playing the battle next week? Yes, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Totally, yes. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Yes. We're not going to play <laughs> Payday. Much like I will play, play Starfield. <laughs> I hate so much. <laughs> Dylan, I think something's wrong with your eye. You just keep twitching. Uh, funny. After you say one of those games and then you're going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let us know what you thought of anything in the showcase, what you're excited for, what, you know. Anything, let us know any questions, comments for the show, either by tweeting us at explosion.com slash no by going to explosion.com slash Twitter, which takes you to our X page, or join our Discord by going to explosion.com slash Discord. Uh if you like this episode, Thor's worth a dollar, head on to our Kofi page at explosion.com slash support and buy us a coffee. Uh, and we'll see you here next week. Same time, same couch. Hope we'll see you with Dylan in the host chair. If he's not too busy and only shows up in the last minute. Been here the whole podcast. <laughs> Fucking deal. Check out Arcade Couch Between the Christians.